word from our sponsors, Freemius. If you create and sell WordPress plugins or themes, you know that only coding features is not enough. You're going to have to securely accept payments, manage subscriptions, handle software licensing, collect European VAT, software updates, and the list goes on. Freemius handles all of those aspects in your business for you. When you sign up to sell through Freemius, they treat you like a true partner because they will only earn money when you earn money, which naturally serves as an incentive for them to help increase your sales. I highly recommend you head over to freemius.com mastermind and get a full month of fees waived when you start selling your WordPress plugins and themes through Freemius. Hello everybody and welcome to Mastermind.fm. This is Jean Galea and today I have Matthew Melbourne from the platform Republic.co. Republic.co is a platform for investors and startups to join together. Basically, if a startup is looking for funding, they can go and obtain the funding from investors on this platform. So investors from all around the world can also join this platform and invest in these startups. I came across Republic public while chatting with some friends about investing in startups and I guess it's one of the most interesting platforms for those of us especially who are not based in the US and lack the kind of deal flow that you get if you're living in somewhere like San Francisco where obviously there's a lot of talk and deals going along and if you're outside that space it might be a bit harder to come across uh, these startups and also to be able to invest in them. So Republic makes this very easy and also gives you the chance to diversify by allowing you to invest small sums in uh, each of these startups. So without further ado, let's welcome Matthew Melbourne on the show and learn all about Republic. Yeah, thanks for having me on. So let's dive right into it. What is Republic and what niche does it serve? What was the problem that started Republic, basically? Yeah, I joined about a year ago after coming from Global Citizen, which is a global uh, policy and advocacy organization that I also did business development for. So that's how I've been here for about a year. Um, It's an incredible company. I joined as about the ninth employee. Now we're at about 45 people in total on the team, including contractors. So we've grown a lot. We've had a lot of great companies on the platform and a lot of investment volume growing and and coming through. So up until two and a half years ago, a little over two and a half years ago, it was really, really difficult for a regular person who doesn't meet accreditation status in the United States to invest in startups. So what that means is anyone who made under $200,000 a year regularly or didn't have a net worth of a million dollars, not including their primary residence, all of those people. So 97, 98% of the country, they weren't able to invest in private companies and startups. So the Ubers, the Airbnbs, the the Lyfts, the Facebooks of the world, the Spotify's of the world, they weren't able to invest at an early stage in those companies and, and really get to see some of those huge returns that VCs and experienced angel investors get to see. So up until that point, regular people weren't able to invest in those moonshot unicorn companies. I'm sorry to interrupt. Does this app also apply to, since our audience is on a global level, does this restriction also apply or did this apply to anyone from anywhere investing in the US or to just US citizens? 
So it's kind of it's tricky depending on where you're you're coming from, but most companies wouldn't allow a say a French citizen that wanted to invest a thousand dollars. They wouldn't allow them to invest in their company um, at an early stage. So well, the reason why Republic started. At first, American citizens who wanted to invest smaller amounts in some of these companies, but also everyone, anyone 18 or over around the world can also use our platform to invest in private companies. So that's why we started after the passage of the Jobs Act in 2012, which allowed for regular people to invest in startups, no matter how much money, what their net worth or their income is or, or where they lived around the world. And I believe there's still some restrictions on which companies you can invest in, because I've used some other platforms that also check for a credit to make you an accredited investor to open up some portion of the opportunities that they have. Yeah. So there are some restrictions based on what country you're from. There are some regulatory authorities in different countries that are more strict about where those people invest in what kinds of companies they invest in but for the most part it's it's pretty open we as a platform don't restrict investors based on their locality so someone can just uh, sign up uh, as an individual or as a company for uh, on your platform and be able to invest straight away is that correct that's right yep all you need is an email address your name and a few other details about yourself to start getting, start investing. You can even invest with a, a credit or debit card. And we have a company account. That's also possible to set up a company account on the platform. I mean, investing not as an individual, but as a company looking to invest in other companies. Uh, yeah. So you can use a, an LLC or a Roth IRA or a trust to invest in Republic companies. You go to your investor settings and you create an, uh, an investor entity account. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, and you are talking about the selection process, which I think is also very interesting and how you select the companies and which companies you allow onto your platform, because that's also an important part of your job, right? The curation. Exactly. Yeah, we want to give our investors the best access to the best opportunities out there. So we have a pretty rigorous due diligence and selection process in which we select some of tons of companies that apply to raise with us. And then we also do outreach to companies in the ecosystem and have a, a host of partnerships that help drive some of the best companies onto the platform. So we're really looking at who the team is, what they've done previously before this company. We're looking at what kind of traction the company has seen to date, what kind of media or press or partnerships uh, have they attained or prior fundraising from VCs or angels. And then we're also looking at what the community behind them looks like. And is there a community that or a network of people that would want to back this project or this company on a platform like ours? Right. Okay. And on your website, uh, people can find more information. In fact, you have the FPTM model, which is what you just mentioned, the founders, the product, the traction and the mission. And this is basically the four things you're looking at as a first initial screening of the companies who apply onto your platform. Yeah, that's a pretty good characterization. And if anyone is interested in, so only U.S. companies can raise with us. It can be a U.S. holding company or a U.S. subsidiary. But if anyone is interested in getting in touch, they can apply on our website. So uh, that's the best way to get in touch with us. Compared to other platforms, I know about platforms like MicroVentures. How do you compare or how do you differentiate from others, other opportunity platforms out there? The most important thing and one that we just touched on is curation. So we want to make sure that 
companies that are raising with us are of really high quality. So we sit on the end of the spectrum in terms of the industry and the different platforms out there. We're really highly curated where some of the other ones aren't. The second thing is community. So our platform's all about companies getting their communities of users or customers involved and feeling like owners in their company. So any company that's looking to leverage that community value or or really looking to drive community value, they're, we're, we're really the platform for that. And then you also can look at the product and our partnership with AngelList. So we're a spin out of AngelList, which is the largest network of accredited investors, angel investors. We spun out from them a little over two and a half years ago, which really helped propel us into the center of the VC and tech ecosystem to have access to some of the best deal flow and, and also be able to help all the founders and the investors that come onto the platform in a myriad of different ways. So that's kind of where we sit in the ecosystem, what kind of curation we see and sort of our mission and community driven values that really separate us from some of the competition. Right, that's very interesting. And so since you also mentioned AngelList, let's say there's a European investor just new to startups or getting into them. He's got the capital. And like, what's the difference between AngelList and Republic in terms of where should he sign up first? Or what's the process for going from zero to investing in startups? So AngelList is for accredited investors only. And you really need to find a syndicate to join or you need to start your own syndicate. So there's a little bit more legwork involved. You have to put a little bit more time into the process and looking for other people to invest with. Whereas Republic, you see all the companies that are currently raising on the platform and you can invest on the spot. So we've got about 15 or 16 companies right now. And anyone, if that person is looking to invest on the spot, they can take out a credit card or, or hook up their bank account and invest anywhere from a hundred or to a hundred thousand dollars on the spot. Is that the hundred thousand? Is it a limit or just the limits a hundred seven thousand for people that meet that level of investment? All right. And just to mention the syndicate that you mentioned for AngelList, uh, my understanding is that a syndicate is someone kind of an influencer or someone who's already invested in companies and you can kind of join their list or kind of circle of friends and they'll uh, feed you opportunities that come along and you'll be able to invest along with them. That's correct. Okay, that's interesting. So Republic works in, in the sense like other crowdfunding platforms like Kickstarter or anything like that, but on a more startup. So how, how does it differ with Kickstarter, for example, which is maybe something that's more familiar, many people are more familiar with? Sure. So Kickstarter is what we call donation-based or product-based crowdfunding because companies that do go on platforms like Kickstarter or Indiegogo aren't giving an equity interest or a financial right to the person that's participating in the offering. So on Republic, people that invest are true, have a financial right in the company that they invest in, whereas Kickstarter or Indiegogo, they're often just getting a product or a service in exchange for their financial commitment. Right. Okay. That explains it. And last year, we've seen a lot of the, the rise of the ICO or should I say two years ago, around that period. And a lot of it was actually this problem where people were kind of thinking they're getting a stake in the company, but they're just buying tokens, which in many cases went on to become quite irrelevant. I know you're also involved in crypto and also crypto compliance. So I'd love to learn more about what you're doing in that space. Sure. So we really see ourselves as a one-stop shop for companies looking to fundraise. So 
we we're we're great for companies looking to raise up to that million dollar mark and raise from their communities of users or customers under Reg CF. So that's what you'd consider crowdfunding. We also do Reg D fundraising and also compliance services for companies looking to accredit investors uh, and do KYC AML, know your customer anti money laundering, doing the the process there for that. Um, so we really see ourselves in the ecosystem as a place where any company looking to raise money, whether it be through equity or through tokens, uh, we, we look to see ourselves as a place that they can do that. So uh, companies can pre-sell or sell their tokens on our platform. Also, blockchain and other crypto projects have also really begun to see us as a, as a place to raise equity investment as well. So any companies that are looking to do that and any investors that are looking to invest in those kind of companies can can check us out and, and see lots of different offerings there. Right. Okay. And uh, as like the ICO space now has quite a negative connotation, investors going through your platform would have the advantage that you've already done a lot of curation and uh, KYC and all this stuff beforehand. So they're not just investing blindly. That's correct. Uh, you mentioned the uh, Reg D, Reg CF. Could you explain what all this stuff means for non-American investors who might not be familiar with these terms? Sure. So in the United States, there are different securities exemptions that allow for companies to raise capital without having to uh, comply with disclosure, certain really rigorous disclosure requirements of selling basically equity interests or, or, or debt, debt instruments to the public. So there are a couple different securities exemptions for that. One is Reg D. So that's a for largely for accredited investors only, not exclusively, but largely for accredited investors only. There's no cap on that. And that's where most that's the securities exemption under which most traditional fundraising happens. So what that means is any company raising from VCs or angels is raising under under Reg D. Reg CF is a new securities exemption uh, two and a half years ago, 2016, in which companies can raise from accredited and non-accredited investors as long as that offering happens through a registered funding portal like Republic. So uh, there are some other restrictions like companies can only raise up to a million dollars under that securities exemption per 12 months and investors at most can invest $107,000 in that offering per year. But the but that's those are two separate securities exemptions that serve two different purposes. Okay, thank you. How how's the overall flow of deals in the crypto space in particular now that we've had a lot of like ups and downs in the crypto space over the past year? Sure. So we've seen a little bit of a downturn in companies looking to do token sales or ICOs, which is okay because it really means that companies that are continue to continuing to use to go down that path for fundraising means that there's there's really um, a lot less there's probably a lot less opportunity for for fraud or for uh, bad actors in the space, because if you're going to be doing this, you have to be doing it right in a compliant way. Secondly, we've seen an uptick in blockchain powered or blockchain focused companies or crypto companies looking to do equity raises on the platform, which has been great for us because uh, it also means that investors have a diversity of different ways that they can invest in these companies across token and equity offerings. So those are the two of the biggest trends that, that we've seen. So I'm seeing here some examples of companies that are raising funds at the moment, and I see quite a few of them have raised more than they set out to raise or more than the minimum, at least. What's the process there where, for example, Ample Foods has more than 2000% funding 
with six days left to go. Companies set a minimum amount that they'd like to raise on the platform beyond which meeting that amount is created. That means the campaign was successful. And then they also rate it. They also set a maximum amount that they'd like to raise. So Ample Foods set their minimum amount at $25,000 um, and they set their maximum at $1,070,000. So anything beyond what a company raises for their minimum amount is calculated in terms of that percentage beyond that raised. And you also get these uh, bonus perks, which is kind of borrowed from the Kickstarter model, I guess, where you not only invest, but you get some perks depending on how much you invest. Exactly. Yep. Not every company chooses to have perks, but many do. All right. What kind of investor profiles are you seeing? Is it like big investors or is it many small investors and trying their dipping their feet? What's the kind of investor that you typically see? A few different personas of investors on the platform. A lot of professional people that aren't don't have access to deal flow and aren't experienced angels, but have disposable income that they'd like to put into startups. That's one persona. Lawyers, doctors, small and medium-sized business owners that uh, are successful but don't have access to deal flow. And they're looking to invest either $500 or a few thousand dollars in companies that they think are, are really promising. We also see people that are in the tech and VC space or work at startups that feel like they can make informed investment decisions, but they don't technically meet accreditation standards, which means that they're excluded from uh, investing in early stage opportunities. So a platform like this allows those people that have education uh, around the space to, to make informed decisions and actually be able to get in early on some of these companies. We're also seeing a lot of people that are and investors that are concerned with uh, helping and, and investing in companies that have a dedicated social impact or are mission driven. So those are three different kinds of personas that we tend to see on the platform. Just for general knowledge for uh, your audience about the average investment size is about $500. In one start? Uh, yep. Across all startups. And most investors invest about two times. And but you've all only been operating for two years so far, if I understood correctly, or all coming up on three years now. Three years. So so obviously that those figures will increase or will probably increase as the market ages as well. Yeah, we have investors that invest in every single offering on the platform to date uh, and use uh, Republic, and and they 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 do that as sort of like an index of all the Republic offerings. Could you set up like a kind of auto invest uh, system or is it a manual thing that you have to go in and invest for each uh, startup? It's manual now, but we're working on a product for an auto invest feature. And what about CrowdSafe? I know that you've done a lot of work on that. And in fact, it has its own website, I believe. And it's also been a lot of articles written about it. Why is it so important for investors to have CrowdSafe in place? And what is it in the first place? So what is the CrowdSafe? It's the Crowd Simple Agreement for Future Equity is what the safe part stands for. That's an open sourced instrument created by Y Combinator, which is an American accelerator. That's the accelerator that Airbnb and Dropbox came out of. It's probably the preeminent accelerator, startup accelerator in the world. So they created this instrument for early stage fundraising to make it really easy for investors and companies to get the deal done. So we adapted that instrument. It's very similar to a convertible note, but it has no, no maturity date and no interest. So basically what it means is that invest in the company and they make a return if and only if there's an exit event. So if the company 
is acquired or IPOs, then then the investor actually makes a return and gets and either gets equity in the company or a payout in in equal value to what that equity would be. So we adapted that for the crowd and called it the crowd safe. And it's investors all fit on one line item on the company's cap table. So even if a thousand people invest, the company isn't going to have a thousand people that they have to uh, report to. But at the same time, the investors with Republic get a very, very similar agreement to what uh, early stage angels and VCs get when they invest in in companies at an early stage. And what have you seen people doing with their investments after they invest? Are there, again, different personas of what people do with their investment and are there any restrictions so there are there is there are some lockup periods associated with the investment it's not easily tradable just yet but what's great about republic is that if you're really passionate about a, a product or an app or a company that you believe in and you become an investor even if it's only with a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars you become a really engaged advocate for what that company is doing. And you're going to go out and tell a hundred of your friends what they're doing. And when you've got a thousand people doing that, that are investors, that's really where companies get to see and harness the, the growth value in, in doing this kind of investment campaign. One thing that uh, I miss from not being physically present in say the US and having being part of that deal flow is like, typically I get to know about startups from a friend. And then I'll just chat about the startup with that friend. Maybe he'll introduce me to another friend who's closer to the company or within that company. And I kind of always miss that with the online platforms. Is there some way that you kind of bridge the gap in this sense? Maybe some social element or something like that? Yeah, and we're, we're trying to do more and more to bring communities together around products and the startup ecosystem. But you, there is a discussion section on each deal page. So every page, every company that's raising with us has what's called a deal page. And it's a public page with a video and information about the company so that you can make an informed decision about the investment. And on that deal page is a discussion section where anyone interested in investing can ask questions of the founders and their team uh, before actually making that investment. So that's a great place to start a relationship with a founder or the team. And then you can go on and, and chat with them after the you know, offering is closed and develop that relationship. Right. And is there any way I can see which of my connections are investing in certain companies or anything like that? So investors on our platform have the choice to make their profile and their investments public or private. So if your friends have made which investments they are making public, then you would be able to see that. And if I want to share my investment on social, is there some kind of uh, benefit for me doing that apart from just sharing whatever I'm doing? Not just yet, but uh, we're thinking of uh, different ways that we can have engage our users and our and people in our community to, to help us grow what we're doing in our ecosystem. So for that, I'd, I'd check out republic.co slash note, N-O-T-E. That's going to be the, the, the tool that we're going to use to make that happen, to make sure that the people that are contributing to the growth of our company and, and our mission are, are rewarded and, and engaged. So that's what I would check out for anyone interested, republic.co slash note, N-O-T-E. Okay, and people can leave their email here and then they'll be notified with more information once this launches. Exactly. 
All right. Do you have any success stories from past uh, startups with Republic? Sure. So we had one company, Ellison Eyewear, that was acquired by Marcus Limonis on a, a U.S. television network. He has a TV show called uh, The Profit. It's on it's on CNBC. So that company was acquired by him. He's a seasoned entrepreneur. So those investors are now invested in a company that is pretty likely or or more like relatively likely to have uh, a lot of success. So that's a that's a pretty cool um, that's a pretty cool success story. We also had a company Indemnis, which is a drone parachute company that raised with us. They raised about six hundred thousand dollars with us. They actually got certification and international safety certification that I think you no know, drone parachute company has gotten before. So what their technology is doing is hopefully allowing drones and companies using drones to fly over people to make deliveries and for other uh, goods and services. So they received that international certification or or safety or met a certain safety standard that I think no other company has met before. So they're really well positioned to to be an industry leader in that space. Very interesting. Um, just to kind of end up and round up the topic, since we've been talking mostly about the investing part of things, uh, what about the startups? You mentioned that it's at the moment only available for US-based startups. So what's the incentive for startups? What are the requirements and what's the briefly the process for getting onto your platform? Sure. So US companies can raise with us It can be a foreign company that has a U.S. entity or a U.S. holding company that can raise with us. But largely, these are companies that are operating uh, in the U.S. market. We The process for raising with us is um, making an application on our site. So you can find that at republic.co slash apply. Uh, or you can shoot me an email at matt at matt at republic.co. The, the there's a diligence uh, aspect of the process and we bring all of our companies that are looking to raise with us to an investment committee vote at that point let's say there's mutual agreement and the company wants to raise with us and we want the company on the platform we'll they'll we'll send and sign a campaign agreement and then they'll get up and launched in about a month so that's what the process looks like we're really looking for companies with strong teams uh, lots of traction and a community behind them to to back them that's what really we're really looking for And just one last question I had is, what's the distribution of investors like in terms of nationality? I actually don't have the exact numbers off the top of my head, but the majority of the of our user base is U.S. based. But we have, I think, over like 120, we have investors from over 120 countries around the world. And I guess uh, it's uh, important for you to grow beyond the U.S. since there's a lot of demand outside the U.S. Yeah, as well. Yeah, it's Part of our mission is to be a global platform. And so that would involve also accepting startups from outside the U.S. in the future? Hopefully that's the goal. So there's some regulatory restrictions around having foreign companies raise in this way, but we're working on it. We actually have a partnership with Cedars, which is a U.K.-based platform for companies based in the EU. So we've, we're, we're looking to do a joint raise with some companies with them in, in the near future. Um, anything else that you'd like to mention? Yeah, the last thing I'd like to mention is that if people are looking to become part of our ecosystem, they should check out republic.co slash note, N-O-T-E. And that's really going to be a way, once we launch that, it's a way for us to engage our community and make sure that all of the people that are helping to grow our ecosystem and advance our mission are are rewarded for that. So I want 
people to check that out if they if they get a chance. All right. And how can people get in touch with Republic or yourself? So if you're a company and you're looking to you're considering raising with us, you should apply at republic.co slash apply. If you're looking to get in touch with me, you can shoot me an email at Matt M A T T at Republic.co. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Matt, for a very interesting overview of Republic. And uh, yep, that's it. Thanks a lot. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. Stay in touch. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Mastermind.fm. If you liked what you heard in today's episode, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your feedback encourages us to keep producing the kind of content that you have come to rely on for your own entrepreneurial journey. And if you have a question or topic you'd like us to cover on the show, send it to us through our website or via email at podcast at mastermind.fm or even connect with us on Twitter at mastermind.fm. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a fantastic week.